Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Right here on 1049 The Horn, 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from very talented human beings, very talented uh, artists and bands that you can catch live right here in the music, the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Saucer, and they are playing tonight at Come and Take It Live. And I'll be out there hanging out. Hey, you going to Come and Take It Live? I'm going to go I'm over to Come and Take It Live. Exactly where that is. Uh, actually, I saw my man Patrick out there. Yeah. We had to host an event out there. That's the first time. That's not the first time we went out there, but it was like going the second or third time. I've gone out there, but I've gone out there a few times. Considering I'm an old man now and I don't go out to a lot of places, so appreciate that, Patrick. Also, if you miss any of these suggestions for Five One Two Friday, please go hornfm.com. And man, Patrick uh, puts them up there for you. Uh, <laughs> I like this texter. Uh, we're talking about the Chicago Bulls fans having uh, strippers that they invited to their suites to uh, perform to uh, make it rain in the suite. Uh, Freak nasty ATX says CDC needs to add that to the Texas suites at DKR and Dishfall. The mood. Uh, Yay's right about that. You said the recruits <laughs> will be like, where do I sign? you damn right they would. And, yes, we'll have curtains for the kids. Curtains for Hello. the kids. Yeah, we got curtains for the kids. We don't want the kids to see all that, all right? Too early for them to know what it means to hey, make it rain. Pay all that money for a suite and then close it to do something you could do at your own house. Nobody wants to invite strippers to their house. That's no fun. <laughs> right? Well, who, they, well, how fun is it? Who would buy strippers for that? That's not fun. You we, we, I, I just don't get, if you're going to spend that amount of money for a suite, it seems like I'd want to watch the game. But that's just me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're a big, you're a true basketball fan. Yeah, I'd want to watch. I'm not going to go to the game. What spend, you learn about people in sweet, sweet people, because I've hung no, out with sweet I, people. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, yeah, I watched, I've watched football with them and DKR, the sweet people. And I've been, you know, in some other, I've been lucky enough to be with some of these people. They, they're not, the, the game is secondary. No, believe them. me, I, I got a I got yeah. a cool chance to watch a game in a suite with Daryl Royal, and I was the only one who was in the suite not being like freaking out because with Daryl Royal and listening to what he has to say. Everybody was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, it's Daryl Royal. It's, <laughs> the, it's the games right here. That is amazing. Yeah. Is that, wow. Yeah. That's pretty I, cool. I have a friend who's related to him, so it was. Still, though, man. So we were up the there. Presence. It was there with the family. Still, the presence. Yes. Like legend. Like that's, that's all. See, see, Larson knew about my man Patrick every every day, too. Did not know that he had hung out, like, basically with Daryl K. Roy, the late, great Daryl K. Roy for a little while. Yep, yep. That's awesome, man. I got to hear more about that story later on. I need some details. But I digress. Let's get back to it. Specs on wide open for you. 512-337-3776. Uh, Conda guy says, Kansas did that with Snoop years ago. That's Trendsetters. right. <laughs> That's right. Remember, because he got in trouble. Yeah, they when they were, were going to put the sanctions on it. Yeah, right. Was he? Th- did we ever it fake- doesn't matter. <laughs> so arbitrary to the point. <laughs> they they were getting sanctions. Did we ever find out if it was fake or real money? I have no idea. I, th- I think they said it was fake. But I think they said it was fake because they didn't want it to be an NCAA violation. Yeah. Oh, that's fake money. It's fake money. Why are the students true. diving on the ground the, for it? The strippers are real. <laughs> the strippers are yeah, real. Yeah, they was. That's all that counts. Someone said Patino did it. Okay. Man, right. that is do much. <laughs> 
And they said, we got a sweep for an 8U team for tomorrow's express game. Watch out. All right, come on. Let's make it happen. All right. We got, uh, hey, we used to call it the flower shop. There it is. Go over there and hang out with some of the ladies from the flower shop. Say hello. Uh, okay, let's get to some Cowboys uh, discussion. Hey, before we get out of here, Raj, round the day, I want to talk about something Sark brought up yesterday. I did some deep diving. He had a comment about deep passes yesterday, how his, uh, his offense, in order for his offense to function at his highest level, it's, it's, it's necessary for them to be effective at hitting those deep shots. I have some numbers on how effective Texas has been hitting those deep shots. So doing some deep diving about what Texas offensive identity is going to be, what is going to look like um so i'll share some of those numbers some of that research with you before we get out of here all right first let's get into some uh, cowboys discussion so did you hear hard you're the cowboys uh-huh. fan here did you hear why uh jerry jones and the cowboys front office uh did not uh offer zeke a pay cut the uh, opportunity to take a pay cut before they cut him because they felt like it was disrespectful yes yeah. that is it that's basically they said uh, yeah. essentially He said, the last thing we want to do, this is from Jerry Jones, the last thing we want to do is do anything that would be insulting to a player, to a great player like Zeke, who was one of the best players to ever put on a Cowboys uniform. Emmitt Smith just entered the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Jones said it was best to let the market reveal a declining player's worth than for the team to do it. So you just basically disrespected him. By saying all of that right there, let the market dictate what a declining player's worth is. That's just truth, though. Understood. Yeah. But don't try to come out here. We we felt like it would be disrespectful to ask him to take a pay cut as I just go out there and slam him by telling him, you're a declining player. I'm not paying you. Uh, that is true. That's a bit of a, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, bit of a backhanded compliment, oh, I guess. He went all the way Doc <laughs> Holiday on him. <laughs> you think? you think they I'm were surprised as we were when we read that report that he had picked his final three teams? You're like, I guess there is a market for him. And they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Those, That's those just were, those were was his jokes. Top, those were his top choices. Yeah. Yes. The teams had no interest. <laughs> yeah. like, well, so I can name you all the women that I would well, like to sleep with. Yeah. Beyonce yeah. and Scarlett Johansson. But those women have no interest in reciprocating. Not being those a, not, not mean the coons, though. <laughs> so that's Zeke talking about, yeah, maybe the Jets. Uh, maybe this other thing. It was like, those teams have no interest. <laughs> exactly. like the Bengals were on that list. The Eagles were on that list. Yeah. Eagles and the Bengals were like, what? No, we can't. How y'all put my name in this? <laughs> exactly. Why? Keep my name out Keep your mouth. Keep my name out your mouth. Uh, but what, you know what it reminds me of, though? Seriously, because I do. I think Jerry Jones, we know he has an affection for Zeke. He loves Zeke. He loves his – he falls in love with his players. Absolutely. And nothing wrong with that, by the way. I, I think there are a lot of ownership. You know, we criticize, you know, professional teams, especially in the NFL, for being too cutthroat, having no sentimentality. Yep. You know, to these players who they have treated like family and been around for so long. You know, I've criticized Jerry for being almost overly (laughs) sentimental and having these connections with players. But I I do think it's more of an asset than a liability. I do. I think I think players actually love playing for Jerry Jones. Because yeah. he, he treats oh, man, him well I mean, and yeah, he loves on him. He's I mean? all in with and you. He's a, yeah, he's a player's yeah. guy. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll rather talk to the players in the locker room yes. than go talk to the coaches. So he'll go down there and talk to them. He's a, it's what he is. So anyway, but I digress. So with that in mind, what I think this is, it reminds me of when you break up with somebody. I once had a, a, a young lady who I broke up with, and I decided stupidly, idiotically, uh, to tell her the truth. 
I like trolled her like exactly why I broke up with her. Like I was like, these, these are the reasons. Like real. No, not 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 the BS that we all come up my with. Ma- my man I said was, reasons. I was real about it. I was like, no, I'm gonna go through these reasons. I'm being mature about this. It's time for me to stop, put aside childish things, you know, be a grown up about some of these yeah. relationships. Because people want to Im- I want somebody to be real with me because I want to improve. I want I want to screw up the same way again. I'd like that. Anyway, that was a mistake. Uh and I, she once told me something that stuck with me. She said, if you cared about me, you'd have lied to me. And I, I think she might have been right, actually. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think she was right about that. Um, I think I, I probably, and I think this is what Jerry Jones, he's like, no, I care about him too much to tell him the truth. I care about him too much to sit him down and go, I need you to take a pay cut because you're not the player you used to be. We don't value like we used to value you. Um, you're not going to be good anymore. You're not, this is, this is the best you're ever going to be right now, and you're only going to get worse as a player. You, he just didn't want to sit down and tell him all those things. He should have non-exclusive you, tagged him then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're paying him too much then. Right. So I think, uh, right. and honestly, just like situations like, well, like she told me, he said, if you cared about me, you'd have lied to me because what you just told me broke my heart, and I'm devastated. Yeah. I, I might be depressed for the rest of my life for what you just told me. And honestly, I thought she had a, kind of a point. That's this situation with Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones wanted to avoid that awkward situation yeah. and say, now nah, I care too much about you to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, you know, when you sit here and look at you'll never Jerry, recover from it. But he'll put it in the paper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll put it in the paper. I don't want to tell you to your face, but I'm going to put it. Uh, hey, hey, I'm going to call Clarence Hill and say, Clarence, will you write this story for me What do I always say about men? Men are cowards. They're, they're especially when it comes to breaking up with people. Very, a man would true. rather, like I said, and I think Jerry's like, no, no he just went out there and was just like, I look, oh, I, the reason I told you, I didn't want to tell you all that, but have you been getting a, a lot of date offers? Yeah, <laughs> no. Exactly. That's why. I, now you want to know why? I'll yeah. tell you why. That is an, it's an easier conversation because then they come back to you going, man, um, the world is the world is not interested in me at all. Yeah. <laughs> you got any interest? You're like, yeah. I like you more than they do. Yeah. No, I, I know. And I mean, I, I don't think anyone's very honest with their players. I know DeMarcus Cousins came out recently and on a podcast and was like, I've asked teams I played for to tell me the reason why they don't want me back. And they'll always sugarcoat it and say nice things. I'm like, how am I supposed to know what I need to fix if y'all won't tell me what I need to fix, that's yes. Right. And they're like, because we think you're gonna hit us if we tell you. Because <laughs> you're getting, because you are angrier. much bigger than yeah. us. You're starting yeah. to sweat, and yeah. yeah, and you're starting to get this uh, this mean look on your face. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's a similar with Zeke, where they're like, exactly. look, I, we don't want to tell you because it, it'll break our heart too. But I, we Amen. don't need to tell you. That's a that's a great comparison. I love that comparison. Texas says the people want to know what you told her. Um. I essentially hinted that we didn't have any physical chemistry. Like that that was probably the main part of it. That I was yeah, physical attraction. I needed blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I'm an kidding. enhancement. I kid. I kid. Oh, I kid. Wait, was this, was this the same girl? Wait, 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 was this was this the same girl you getting free food from? No. And then I, you get a day job, and you were like, ah. Oh, now all so, of a sudden, I got a job. Now I don't no, need you I anymore. I'm kidding, but no, that's kind of what I got into. And I, yeah, I should have just made up something. It's not you. It's me. I always just go with it's not you. It's me. I have personal stuff going on. I'm an idiot. I I am the one who is dysfunctional. I'm the one who's, who's deficient. You know. You need to find somebody else. You could have just said, it's it's all me because I love me some me. That's what you should have <laughs> said. He was like, it's all about me because I love me some me. And then she would have been like, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Now that she would have went on about it, and she probably would have been still stalking you. She she also no, stalks you. She never stalked me. After we, we moved on, it was fine. Oh, okay. But I did I did check on her after that because I was worried that I oh uh, yeah like you I, yeah and I got caused some damage. She you was ruined fine. the hope. She was fine. She's yeah, fine. she's fine. She she moved on. She was. She great. went to that minor league player that was making thirty five thousand. <laughs> I think. I, nope, not gonna give it too much. She might she might be listening and find out who it is. Nope, we're not getting too much detail. Okay, uh, coming up on the other side, I want to get into some other uh, stuff, but. Uh, Carlos Watkins is with the Cardinals now. That yep, is also yep. a big move. The Cowboys wanted to resign Carlos Watkins, uh, but I guess they just did act quick enough. But they get they did get Jonathan Hankins, so no big deal there. Uh, we'll get into some of the pro day stuff next week uh, as the closer we get to the NFL draft. Uh, but TCU's Quinn Johnston ran like a four four nine and a four five one. That's and that guy's huge. He's like six three, six four. Yes. As a matter of fact, Kinfolk was Ken, talking about. I'm talking about how big he was, yeah, and he was talked about Max Duggan and how big he was and yeah. how he ran. And he he thought that he was one of those guys that he was shocked to see that he was able to run like that. So he ran pretty hot. Yeah, he for ran. that size for six four, you running four four nine. Four, well, five, you know why, go. right? Okay. Yeah, you forgot, right? Cause he's I did from the, until yeah, now. You forgot until, that he was from the 254, <laughs> dog. That's what it is. That's what the we do. 254. That's how we get it, man. <laughs> Let me tell you about my friends out in Fredericksburg, Texas. I want you to understand that Allstat beer is true German beer made with 100% true German ingredients. It's brewed right in the Texas Hill Country in Fredericksburg, Texas at the Allstat Brewery. The brewery prides itself on its award-winning German-style beers, the Great beer, uh, excuse me. The Great American Beer Festival just awarded the Allstat Lager a gold for the second time, and they have a tap room to go along with that great fine dining restaurant. Enjoy some great beer with some great food, and of course, some great friends. It's the weekend. Get out there and enjoy some live music. So plan a trip today, and if you haven't planned a trip. Just be spontaneous and go out there. Go to allstatbeer.com and find a local watering hole where you can enjoy some or where you can pick some up on the way home. Allstat beer is made with 100% true German ingredients. That means German hops, German malts, and, of course, German yeast in that natural hill country water. Allstat beer, no impurities, no regrets. All right. Uh, just so we end up having enough time for Rod's rant of the day before we get out of here, uh, we're going to get out now. Coming up next, I want to get into Sark's comment yesterday during his media availability about the deep ball. I actually have the comment. We might have the audio, too. Uh, but either way, I want to get it. I did some research about the deep ball uh, for Texas this past season. And uh, you're probably not going to like the numbers. But we'll get into that on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, well, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. 
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we've got about 15 minutes here before we have to get out of here. So I want to get into some Texas football discussion. Um, been doing a lot of research about kind of some football theory, if you will, about how this Texas offense is going to look, what's going to be the offensive identity uh, of this Texas offense post-Bijan, post-Rojo, without those training wheels. And something Sark said yesterday really stuck out to me. And uh, he started talking about the deep ball again. And we've talked about it. I've talked about it at nauseum here on this show, how Sark, he joneses for the deep ball. Right? He's almost like Pookie from New Jack City. I got to have that deep ball. And unless he get his deep ball, he's going to be jonesing for the entire game. And, he's, and we've seen this. If he don't, if he don't get that deep connection early on in the game, he keeps chasing it. Like, like Pookie chasing that high. He's just chasing it. And then you look up in the fourth quarter, and, and Texas has thrown itself out of the damn football game, chasing deep shots. You're like, <laughs> yeah. well, what happened to the short, quick game? You could have yeah. completed on second, and, yeah, on second and medium and made it third and short. But he's chasing that deep ball. He's chasing that deep ball. Uh, but he's a big game hunter. So psychologically for him, he's a big game hunter. He's not satisfied with the small game. He doesn't want your quail. He don't want no rabbits. All right, he's looking for a big, <laughs> large game out there. Right. All right, that's just that's the way he operates, and we know enough now that he's not going to walk that back. I don't think he's changing that philosophy anytime soon. And you know, I've talked about how, as a defender on the on the other side of that, I can tell you the effectiveness of the deep ball. I know why he is so obsessed with the deep ball. The reason he's so obsessed with deep ball is because. He he builds his offense around almost a fear-based psychological approach. The deep ball, and he knows this as well, it instills fear in your defenders, all of them, especially DBs like me. All right, and I can tell you this, even watching myself on film back in the day, when teams would, and teams would test me deep, by the way, first of all, because I was the other corner opposite of Quentin Jammer, Top 10 pick in the draft at opposite Nathan Basher, all-time leader, tied for all-time leading interceptions at Texas. They ain't throwing at them dudes. So I got tested a lot. And at times, they would test me deep because at the combine, I measured 5'8 and 3 quarters. Not very tall. Put a guy over there at 6'2". Let's play 50-50 ball. Let's play jump ball and see if he can handle it. So they would test your boy deep a lot. And I would even watch myself. I If they would throw it, say, in the first two quarters of the game, first half, they'd throw two, three deep balls on me. It would make me less aggressive during the game. I'd, my my bump and run technique become a little less aggressive at the line of scrimmage. I'd probably do more inching technique, inching back, turning my hips a little bit sooner. All right, making sure that I'm I'm staying on top of my receiver on that upfield shoulder. It would make me less aggressive, and it was because they were playing the seed of fear. Because you, every DB out there, fears giving up the deep ball. Nothing will get you benched or dog cussed like giving up an easy deep ball. They call it a freebie. You just gave up a freebie, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody out here working hard. Mm-hmm. You disappointed all of the 10, uh, 10 players on the defense and your offense and the special teams and the head coach. You gave up a freebie. So that's, and, and Sark lives in that world. He wants to just, he wants the defense to operate with a fear based mentality constantly. How do you infuse that fear in the defense psychologically? The deep ball. It's the only thing that does it like that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got. And Earl Campbell or, you know, B. John Robinson, those really good players like that. Yeah, you fear them going off. It's a different type of fear, though. All right. That deep ball, there's nothing that can lay the uh, really kind of lay the the the, the knockout blow right. on a defense like a deep ball. Right. 
That and that's the fear. The fear is that knockout blow, that haymaker that the defense just can't even recover from. It's like, man, that was whew, that was the that was depressing and debilitating. So Sark operates it. It's all about so psychologically, it's more about the damage that it does to defense. So here's Sark yesterday when he was being asked about the deep passes. Can we I just cut six, Patrick? I know you got it ready for me already. Um here is Sark when he was asked about whether he was going to continue to emphasize the deep ball, considering how ineffective it was last season. Without question. Um, you know, our offense <laughs> doesn't quite work the quite work the way it's supposed to work. If we, if we don't hit some of those plays, you know, and I, it's, you know, I don't expect us to be a hundred percent, you know, anytime you throw a ball beyond 15, 20 yards, the percentage is naturally going to drop. Um, but we try to create those opportunities down the field um, and then finding that rapport of, of, of the deep ball, whether it's supposed to go deep crossers, whatever they are um, and, and how it complements themselves with the run game. Um, and then the intermediate passing game is all critical to our success as an offense and then ultimately as a team. Uh, so that aspect of the game, as, as I've been touching on before spring ball, is a huge point of emphasis of ours. Uh, and, I, and I think that we're starting to see the benefits of it as we're getting into some of these live settings and, and the way we're throwing the ball and, and the way we're catching the ball down the field. Uh, so a couple of things. Uh, one thing I'm, I don't really like about that audio clip, and I'm being overly, I mean, very overly critical, I should say, uh, is – he didn't mention anything about quick game. He talked about the intermediate. Talked about the deep, of course. Didn't talk about the quick passing game. Quick 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 game. I would mention it almost every week last week until Sark started to emphasize the quick game because that's what that's the easy way to get your quarterback in a rhythm and in a groove. You start with the quick game and then slowly but surely you take the intermediate and the deep passes as they come to you in a more natural, organic fashion. I think with Sark at times he'd be trying to force that deep ball. He was trying to force it every time. And your quarterback's not in the groove. He's not in the rhythm. As a matter of fact, sometimes that deep ball would do the psychological damage that he wanted to inflict on the defense by instilling fear. It would actually end up instilling anxiety and insecurity in his own quarterback because of how ineffective they, ineffective they were with the deep ball. So that's, the, that's, to me, that's the risk, right? It's like the, you always say you live by the three and die by the three in basketball. It's the same thing with the deep ball in football. You can live by it, but you can die by it too. And Easily. it is an excruciating death. <laughs> because all you see is the opportunity cost, an opportunity that was lost with the deep ball. So that's the, and I'm all, about, I'm all about the philosophy. I like it, but you have to be more effective with the deep ball. So I want him to emphasize more quick game because I think that'll lead the, the defenders to being, they'll, remember I said the deep ball makes me less aggressive? Well, quick game makes me more aggressive as a defender. Why? I'm getting frustrated giving up all these damn underneath routes. Mm -hmm. I'm giving up a three-yard hitch, giving up a five, six-yard slant, and I do that over and over again. As soon as later, as a defender, I'm going to start cheating. I'm going to cheat. I'm coming up. Try all right? Do some extra. I'm, I'm going to start being – I'm going to I'm I'm make a flat-footed read. All right? I'm going to jump that three-step drop because I'm not going to just keep killing me with the death of a thousand cuts, and then that will open up more space – in the passing game, with the intermediate game, and with the deep passing game. So I think sometimes Sark just works it from almost the, the wrong direction, the wrong angle, 
All right, and the the process should be flipped. <laughs> right. I think he should work the quick game first. He likes to work the deep game first, and then work his way backwards. I was like, like, buddy, say pitching backwards. He does that with the with the passing game sometimes. Start with the deep ball and then work his way backwards. And I'm not totally opposed to that. Remember, I've said before you can start that way because that'll back your defenders off, open up the running game, open up some of the passing lanes. But when it doesn't work, and then you continue to force it. That's what I think got Sark in trouble last season and led to quarterback destabilization and regression. Now, during the Alamo Bowl, he didn't keep forcing it. It didn't work the deep ball, and I think he was a lot more strategic and judicious in how he approached the deep ball. And there, there was more, I would say, organic quick game and uh, more of the intermediate passing game. And I thought you saw a different Quinn yours. So I went and looked at the effect, the, the inefficiency or efficiency of deep ball completion percentage just for Big 12 quarterbacks. Remember, Sark is even telling you in that audio clip, the more I throw this deep ball, the less efficient it is going to be. He knows this. His rational mind knows yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But Coach Steven takes over, and Coach Steven wants that deep ball. I want that deep ball, baby. Chasing it like <laughs> Pookie from New Jack City. He needs it. Unless he gets it, it, it the whole offense is going to be subject to being essentially the the victim of this experiment of him trying to make sure that they connect on those deep balls. So I went look at that completion percentage on passes 20-plus yards downfield with at least 20 attempts. So you have to have at least a minimum of 20 attempts. 20-plus yard pass completion percentage. Uh, individuals and schools, uh, the, the, the best individual completion percentage on deep balls in the Big 12 was Jason Bean from Kansas. 50 over 51 percent then will howard from k-state over 45 percent completion on his deep balls tcu's max duggan was next at 43.9 percent um on his deep balls tyler shuck of texas tech was next at 42.9 percent then ku jaden ku had two quarterbacks (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they did. They averaged over 40% completion percentage on deep balls. Mm-hmm. Jalen Daniels averaged 40.5%. And then Iowa State, Hunter Deckers was right at 40%. That Those are the only quarterbacks in the Big 12 that were at least 40% or higher on deep ball completions. And I would so still looking for Texas. You got to go find Hudson Card. Hudson Card on this list. Um, actually, he's right behind Dylan Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel's at 38%. Hudson Carr's at 34.8% completion percentage on 20-plus short passes. That would put him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th uh-huh. overall in the Big 12. Um, in the Big 12. In the Big 12. Yeah. If you're looking for where Quinn Ewers is, you got to go all the way down to 13th. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. 13th. He's at 23.5%. If I combine Texas's numbers, both their quarterback, Cousin Card, and Quinn Ewers, Texas is at 27% completion percentage on 20-plus yard throws. That would put them at 8th in the Big 12. Mm. Only Oklahoma State at 25.8% and West Virginia at 25.9% or worse than Texas's 27% completion percentage on deep passes, 20-plus yards in Big 12 play. Wow. So the truth is, listen, there's nothing Stop wrong. Stop chasing it. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with having the philosophy. The philosophy is, isn't flawed. It, it's not flawed. I, the philosophy makes sense to me, and I've even endorsed that philosophy even before I got here about opening up 
the game with deep balls mm-hmm. and kind of working your way backwards in the passing game. But he's got to be more effective. You got to hit more yep. of these. You got to hit more than 27%. And Quinn Ewers has got to hit more than 23% of his deep balls. That's, uh, Sorry. You got to yeah. get to a third. I need you to be at 33% at least. 33% or higher. You got to make it where at least I have a third of a chance <laughs> right. to win uh, on that deep ball. Give me a shot. And I think, and for Sark, this is why I think this year might be a little tougher on the deep ball. Remember last year I talked about stacking? Mm-hmm. Oh, not last year, but last show. I talked about stacking, which is you take your best run concept, whatever it may be, and then you build concepts on top of that. You There's a boot on top of that. There's a waggle. There's a naked. There's a deep shot off of that, right? You got right. all you know all your play action game and even some of your RPO game built off of whatever your most successful run play is because that's a defense. Uh, basically, if they build their game plan to stop your most successful run play, that'll leave them vulnerable other places uh, on the field or other places within the structure and the construct of their defense when they're compelled right. All right, to neutralize that run play. Well, for Sark, you know, last year a lot of that was outside zone, inside zone. They run everything. They run power and gap and counter with Rojo as well back uh, yes, uh, last season when they were – Building or, you know, like I said, you're, you're scaling those plays and you're finding a way to build off of those run plays. The one thing that worries me is you don't have Bijan and Rojo. And uh, you may not be able to stack like you did last year Come on. with that concept. Come on. And what's going to be your most successful run plays? Exactly. And all, most of his shots are play-action pass shots where you're fully defense stacking on those same concepts. Are you going to convince them? Yeah. Are you, you going to convince me? <clears throat> uh, a little football theory there. All right. Uh, what's on tap for you this weekend? Round Rock Express this weekend. Basketball <laughs> with my son. And, of course, we're going to be hanging out with Tyler Campbell and his foundation this weekend. That's a beautiful thing. Patrick, what you got on tap, brother? Uh, I'm going to be hanging out tonight, come and take it live, and then probably hanging out and see what's going on. Yard work. Uh, yard work. I got some of that, too, going on this weekend. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to hang out and watch a lot of trash TV, catching up on my trash Not TV, shocked baby. by that. <laughs> uh, all you out there, please have a great weekend. Remember, the road is not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Craig Way, Texas baseball, coming up next versus Oklahoma State. Don't go anywhere. Peace.